0: Chemist Warehouse August catalogue sale is on now. Find a massive 30% off good health vitamins. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. There's
2: a nice ball to Wilkinson on the left edge by Riley. She keeps it in on the byline. She measures a ball in and it's not an in. What a goal, Jackie Hand! She hung, hung in the heavens for seemingly eternity before she got a hitter on it and put it in the right hand corner lift off in Wellington
1: Gilliland trying to pick out Sam Kerr cushions beautifully and finished off it's her first touch of the night Rosie White puts it home Sam Kerr Selfless 4-0 to Chicago. One, Can you believe it's it?
0: Gone. It's
2: all over. New Zealand have won the World Cup! New Zealand netball stand tall!
0: You're back on the top of the world, so much of a due to Nolin Taurua and these women. Yeah, Philippines, give me another chance, please, please, <laughs> please, please, please. Oh no, let's no, Kimpy, Ricardo, kiss. I don't know what to say, but oh,
2: <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Oh, yeah, mate, oh. that was a tough watch. Oh, it's, got to, oh. it's got to be
0: said. I don't, okay, say it, Ricardo, please.
1: It's I'm, I'm a New Zealand football <laughs> fan, but it's such a New Zealand football thing to do, to beat the best team <laughs> in your group and then lose to the worst. Like, just, it is oh. such a New Zealand football thing to do.
0: When you just sleep on it and you get up and you think about it a little bit more, after last night's nil-or result, the Swiss and Norway and we had a chance to top the pool, and you touched on it. We haven't been in this position, and that was my kind of concern heading into this last night's uh, match against the Philippines. You know, we had nothing to lose against the Norwegians, and, you know, when you've got that in your arsenal and you've got that desire at anything, where your back's against the wall mentality, you go out and you put in performance like that. When you've been in a position where you're not favoured, you know, nothing really matters but then you're in a position where the pressure's on you the expectations the whole of a nation's watching you you go out there and, and that happens I kind of had it in the back of my mind I never wanted to think it but had it in the back of my mind that potentially this could happen and well the Philippines needed one opportunity and Bolden gets up above them all and hits home the winner <sighs>
1: Lads, yeah. deflated. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I tell you what, if if you want some comedy reading, uh, our WhatsApp group during that game was <laughs> was just <laughs> was just hilarious. Just none of it we could probably actually read out loud on the radio uh, due to BSA complaints. But uh, I, I think it was, it was an exercise in frustration for a lot of people watching that game.
0: Yeah, it was very very frustrating. Like just from the outset, we just looked a little bit rattled you know like the passes weren't sticking uh we looked like we were probably trying a little bit too hard mm. we didn't look as quick as we did against the Norwegians you know like we're a little bit off the pace I was thinking maybe that took it out of them took them out, took it out of them. like tactically did we you know like there was a lot of conversation I was listening to post-match and uh on Sky Sport and I was listening to uh some conversations about you know Hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah. When you think post it, what chance was able to do Grace Jalea when she come on, uh, Longo, when she uh, made an impact, maybe tactically should we have started those those players and the difference they made when they came on, but was it? it's not that. You can't cannot blame the, the, the starting positions and players that have started that performance. I think it was a more of a, a mental mindset for these uh, football fans. Never been in that position, eh, gimpy.
2: Yeah, look. I thought that they, uh, the Philippines, done a a number on us like we did on the Norwegians. You know, like they started and they just continually put pressure on us. And one of the things I've noticed about the the um, the World Cup is the aggression the defender especially the aggression when they're coming in to attack the ball like you don't really see that in the men's game because if you get too close and they just in the men's game they pass it around and the ball could stick to their feet and they just move you around the pitch you know so you're not racing in all the time but in the Women's World Cup they race in and the girls have got that one touch but they haven't got the it is a finesse and that one touch and the ball goes like a metre in front of them and teams jump on it and I think that I think in the World Cup, that's what a lot of the defence is. They're just racing and, and running out of energy, like using all their energy up and then making the changes and hopefully they're in the game. And I thought the Philippines did what we did um, to get that one win against Norway. They did exactly that to us. We just couldn't convert. That was the other thing. How close was the offside? Like, it was a, it was a fingertip. was oh, don't. You've brought it up. You've brought it up.
0: <laughs> You've brought up the VAR. it has been a lot of debate, Ricardo, about the VAR and that.
1: Situation was it the right call? Yeah. Was it the right
0: call? Unfor- it was the
1: right call. Unfortunately, yes. Although I, when I first saw it, I was like, I, I'm big on if you can't score with a part of your body, like the arm, for example, it shouldn't be offside, right? Okay. And then when I first saw it, I was like, oh, hang on. But then if you look, it's actually about half her face or half her head is in an offside position as well. There's not much in it, but that is the law, mm. right? That is the law. Okay. I, I was having this debate actually with one what about of my her feet? Where your feet went. were behind. You score yeah.
0: most with your feet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's right. And this is this goes back to my, cause my partner, who doesn't watch a lot, but she's like, that's bullshit. You know, she was like, ah, yeah. nah. and she goes, in football, the whole of the ball has to be over the whole of the line for it to be out or for it to be a goal, right? Mm. And she goes, and mm. your body can be out, but if your feet are in, it doesn't matter. So she's like, so why are they not taking offside from the feet? Because it yeah. goes against everything else they do in the game. And I was like, actually, that's
0: a really good point. There's a lot of good points out there. There's a lot of good points. Look, and Ali Riley summed it up, post it. Like, if if Philippines had scored and the VAR, um, you know, stopped it because of a shoulder, they'd be happy with that result, you know, so you've got to take both sides to account, but this VAR has been debated for a very long time, and I don't know, I got sent a a tweet on my Twitter because I put up a few uh, tweets throughout the the performance, a player is in an offside position if he or she, any part of the head, feet or body is closer to the opponent's goal line than the second to last defender, so the head was probably the major factor in this, but most were talking about the shoulder. That was uh, just in front. But, yeah, look, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Look, we can debate it all line. It wasn't a goal. We had our chances. Mm. Just go on a little bit more. Jackie Hand from the pass from um, chance, and it hits the upright. That was a genuine opportunity, Then, and Grace Jolly towards the end. Position control, 55%. Corners, 7-0. and 0. We had our chances. We had all of the ball, mm. all of the ball, and we weren't able to execute um, through this so look it's disappointing and it's uh, it's going to be debated just on the officiating Kempi Ricardo, I think they're officiating really well mm. there's a lot of times there where the ref could have stopped the, stopped the play the play went on and they just allowed uh, play to continue so there wasn't really a stop start kind of match up or, or, or to officiating so have you been impressed with the officiating Ricardo, Kempi?
2: Yeah, I have. I think I think it's been really good. the, the only The only part is, um, like I said last night, I thought I thought some of the aggression. You can give give more penalties, stop the play, and give more penalties. It's sort of it's like a free for all, you know. Like when you when you're blowing the penalty, they reset and 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 you know spread out and go again. But when they just let it play on the girls, the girls. Some of the girls are out of play. Some of those hits that they were taking, They made the men. Like you said it yesterday, Izzy. If the men were getting hit like that, they would be rolling around doing flips and cartwheels and all sorts. You know what I mean? the girls just yeah. get down, they are actually saw. They say, "Oh, that hurt." And you look and you watch the slow the slow mo and go, "Yeah, that was actually that should have been a penalty." Did
1: you Did you watch the? I don't know if you guys watched the Italy Argentina game, but that's probably, yeah, yeah. I watched that. That's probably been the best game of the World Cup so far, I think, because they're two quite evenly matched teams, and it was like watching. You know, and I don't want to sound disparaging here, but it was like watching the men play because there was no difference. Like the skill level in that game, the pace of that game was. Probably better than I've seen in most of these games in terms of two teams going at it and the amount of niggle. I mean, like oh, two, yeah. two of the dirtiest teams in international football are Italy and Argentina in the men's game, and we saw a lot of that in the women's game as well. And there was lots of just getting in each other's ear, and if somebody went down, somebody would walk past, point the finger, and give them give it give them a serve. And uh, no, it was great to see. I enjoyed it, but I, I think the officiating been pretty good. They've mm. let the game flow because mm. you don't want it to be stop start, right? You you want it ah. to flow because the more it flows the more opportunity there is for individual skill and for also, you know, for them to make space so more things can happen. Jitka Klimkova
0: heading to uh, take on the Swiss. Now, the pool has been blasted wide open. You've got the Swiss on top with four points. You've got the Philippines and New Zealand in second place, second equal on three points. And you've got the Norwegians on one point. That game last night, post the New Zealand game, Hedenberg went off. Before the game had even started, was warming me up. Minute before they ran out, went off, and then obviously played out a nil or draw. We have to beat. <laughs> we have to beat the Swiss on uh, in a couple of days' time because the Philippines are going to get absolutely annihilated against the Norwegians. I feel, and if the if the Norwegians get up, they'll be on four points. What's the best case scenario for us? Win. Draw. Oh, we just got
1: to win. We're just gonna win. We're just gonna win, and we're through. Yeah. that's it. Take take it out of everybody else's hands. Like you win, and then it doesn't matter what happens in the other game. If we draw, then we kind of have to hope that there's a draw between the Philippines and Norway because we've got the Norway. Uh, we've got the Philippines on goal difference because they conceded two against the Swiss. So, <laughs> oh come on! But you come don't on! It, you don't want it to get down to maths, right? You don't want it to get down to maths. Ah. What you want to get it down to is this.
2: The following is a triple threat match, and it is for the World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Yes, the football fans were disappointing last night, but it's our triple threat backing up uh, a win over the world number 12 Norway with a loss to the world number 46 Philippines. And a lot of people were talking about the pressure of the home crowd and the expectation that they had. So all of a sudden, they're the favourites, and the pressure is on them. Uh, Kempi you played in a lot of high-pressure games, both for New Zealand and for different clubs as well. Have you ever had it where the actual, the home crowd actually, <laughs> uh, you know, being like, and everybody, and that expectation actually affects your performance negatively, even though they're on your side?
2: Oh, the, the added the added pressure of going out there, like, I guess, I guess it's like if you're in the in the flow of things, um, and sometimes you go out there and your favourites, and you actually know your favourites, and you're going to go out there and wipe them out, wipe them up, but um mate so the that there last night I'm, I'm a little bit like Izzy you're sitting there thinking and you're a little bit um anxious about whether or not they're going to go out and perform because they should win and mm. and then you see that goal come down like even the way that the goal was scored it was headed directly at the goalkeeper mm. and, sh- and she's fumbled it into the net more than it's gone in there um that's what happens mate there's tons of Tons of examples of the underdog stepping up to the plate when the, pressure's, when the pressure's not on them.
1: What about you, Izzy, in the ABs or in the Crusaders where you got the home crowd on your, not on your back so much, but you know they're behind you, but there's the expectation there. Has that ever got to you or got to a team you've been part of? Uh, it's always
0: in the back of your mind, but I guess you, you, you get better at it the more opportunities and the more times you're in that uh, position. You know, like this Football fans hasn't been in that position so, like, there would have been a lot of thoughts, you know, going through, creeping into their mind, you know, especially when they score after 24 minutes. They get in the huddle, they're looking around, they're looking each other's eyes, a little bit of fear, um, disappointment going through and creeping in. Um, so, look, they'll take a lot out of this, um, but you've just got to be in those positions more and more times. Um, so, look, I wasn't – yeah, look, I kind of had it in the back of my mind, like I touched on earlier, but um, that this could potentially happen when you're desperate and, and things – are meant to happen but they're not working. Frustration can creep in and they got frustrated last night.
1: Mm. Yeah, they did. All right. Well, that's one. Two. No wars on this weekend, boys. So which <laughs> NRL game are we watching? What is your your game of the weekend?
2: <laughs> oh mine. I've got I've actually got a couple of games on the weekend, Rick. I think um I want to see Latrell Mitchell and see whether or not he can come back and and stay on the football field. I think it's a special score try against the West Tigers. They are definitely struggling. Um, So it's a big one because Souths, they get another two points from a bye still to come. They win on the weekend, they go inside the eight and uh, possibly go on a roll because they've been struggling. But the big game this weekend is whether or not the Sharks can bounce back Against uh, of none, none other than Nathan uh, Cleary and the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So, mate, the the, shark, the sharks and the eels are fighting mm-hmm. it out for ninth. You know what I mean? So one of those teams will make the eight. Um, but I don't, I don't like the look of the sharks at the moment. Twenty, what was it? Thirty points down. Come back. They had a try, try disallowed to Mulletola on the weekend, which probably could have got them back to a draw. But Jesus, um, something wrong with the sharks. I think yeah. that's, I think that those two are the games that I'm looking forward to.
0: Is he? Yeah, I'm with Kempi. I'm with Kempe. Panthers, Sharks. Like, the Sharks have been really disappointed. Panthers are just panthering on and doing what the Panthers do. But the Sharks, you know, topped four and now they've crept out to six. Um, they've just looked disappointed the last couple of weeks. And, you know, like, they tend to just fade towards the end of the season. They start with a hiss and a roar and they tend to fade. So I, I think that's the match of the round, and obviously seeing what Reese Walsh is able to do with the Broncos' roosters uh, tomorrow night, yeah, that'll be one to watch as well.
1: And three, manufactured legs. <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, the IPL Live Golf, we saw it there too. Played Sa- the wrong sport. This, yeah, the Saudi Pro League as well. Um, I, I, maybe it's an age thing. I don't care about any of these leagues because... They, they've they got no history right there's there's no, there's no nothing behind them they've got no depth, they've got no substance they've got nothing to anchor them but is this just the culture that we're in now of this this generation of sports fans where it's the star athlete rather than a team like you know I know pe- mates who've got kids who want a Messi shirt they don't care what shirt it is mm-hmm. they just want one with Messi on the back or Ronaldo or whatever it is
2: uh, where are you boys on this Kimpy? on the on the manufactured league i think it's i think it's the way of the future i think you're gonna like let's not even talk sport let's talk esports like that's a manufactured league when you think about it so people are sitting at home it's a manufactured and- sport that, that's right. So they're sitting at home. They're playing games. They can be the best rugby. They can be Israel Dag, You know what I mean? They can be Max Verstappen. They can be whoever they want to be. Tiger Woods, LeBron James. Um, and I think I think what sports doing is they're going. Well, we need to change up our game. Like this, this Saudi this Saudi Pro League and the live golf. I reckon I reckon be careful, mate. They might take rugby. They might take whatever they can to get up there and and, and create. Um, those opportunities to play competitions. I just think it's, we've just, you know, think about it, embryonic at the moment, isn't it? Imagine what it's going to look like in 10 years' time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> well that's the thing. What about what about you, Izzy? I'm a little bit concerned, to be
0: honest. I, I, look, I, I'm concerned that the really wealthy and the really clubs that have got a hell of a lot of money are just going to get so far ahead that the clubs that have had so much history and being able to encourage star players that have come through the grades and come through the pathways to, to be a part of their club are going to get left behind. Mm. You know, like when you've got clubs like in, in Al-Halal over in Saudi Arabia throwing out ridiculous amounts of money for these big players, yes, it's all part and parcel, and that's their, their right because they've you know got a hell of a lot of money. But the, I, I just worry about the effects of other clubs. You know, like you think of, um, you know, I used to follow the Scottish League, and you've got the Rangers, mm. you've got the Celtics, you know, like clubs like that that have got so much history, but they can't compete. So um, they're just going to get left behind. So yeah. I think that's just the way and way of the sport at the moment. But where does this stop? You know, like that money is ludicrous. 600 million a year, pound. You know, you, you do that in, in months, 50 million. You've sent this through the WhatsApp group. 11.5 million pound a week. Crazy. You know, and then you got all the basketballers, Giannis and Otakumbo, um. Ah, yeah, uh, not Entekumbo. Um, I Forgot his name. Yeah. That's yeah. His name. Giannis over there for the Bucks. Going. Oh, i will play. i will play for them for that kind <laughs> of money. And he's on about a
1: billion a, a year as well. So, oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm concerned. If I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think a lot. Uh, a, a lot of people will be. But uh, it's that next not generation. Not the players. To, no, the players <laughs> don't care, do they? The players certainly nah. uh, don't care. <laughs> um, I just had a look. There's somebody's put together a Saudi Pro League eleven. So all the players that have been signed by the Saudi League. Uh, Mendy, the Chelsea goalkeeper in goal. Mm. Tales, Manchester United fullback; Kubali, Koulibaly, the Chelsea centre-back. Uh, Kante, the Chelsea midfielder. Milinkovic-Savic from Lazio. Neves from Wolves. Benzema from Real Madrid. Firmino from Liverpool. And potentially Mbappe. And you haven't even put Cristiano Ronaldo in there. <laughs>
0: Look, from a from an entertainment factor, I can see the positives. You know, like... As fans, we want to see our players sprinkled around the world. Um, but I'd love to hear from you at home. Double eight, double three. Do you like manufactured uh, leagues? You know, you've seen a lot in the IPL. There's so much money going into that event. The LIV golf. You've got the Saudi Pro League. Uh, you've got the MLS over in America. And American sports are starting to evolve. They've got rugby. Uh, they've got uh, plenty of other sports that are starting to evolve. Are you a fan of it? Can you see a future of it? And where does uh, the button stop? You know, imagine in 10 years, 20 years time, 700 million pound a year will probably be the norm will probably be the norm. So there's plenty coming up on our show as well. We've got Dame Nolene Toldua coming up in a, in a wee while's time. We're going to talk to Brad Moore, the Scotland coach, former Crusaders and All Blacks coach. We've got football fans with Rosie White. We've got Judd Flavel. We've found, finally tracked him down, lads. I think he's been a bit, little bit crook. I don't know if you have to go see the doctor for that, that sickness. But anyway, worth will to wait and see. You're listening to Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Keeping you healthy this winter. Chemist Warehouse August catalogue sale is on now. Find a massive 30% off Good Health Vitamins. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, welcome back. Got a couple of messages coming through the Bed Post text machine. Double eight, double three. Chris, he got paid. Oh, he got paid. I got the Philippines. He got on the Philippines at $9. Head to head, Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris. That is a hell of a bet. But how Did you go against our football, Ferns? (laughs) Well done. Well done. Well done. And John sent a message through. Easily the best Ferns team I've ever seen. Unfortunately, I think they are too drilled. Switch passes to the wings, cross react. I just want to see them shoot more. Seems they'd rather take a cross than a shot. Hell of a team, though, boys. Won't stop backing them. What a spectacle. How lucky we are. Yeah, they did look pretty... Pretty drilled, didn't they? They kept going backwards, going to the edges, getting down the side. Like once they just kicked the ball through for Hannah Wilkinson and Jackie Hand, they started getting a lot of impetus. So, yeah, maybe some just fair chance her arm and just go at it against the against the Swiss Ricardo. Oh, that's what I'd love to see.
1: Well, I was actually quite surprised that they took India Paige mm. Riley off when they did because she's mm. you know I know they brought on um, Annalie Longo and Olivia Chance, who are both very good ball players. But you want a player who's going to, you know, if you've got a structured team like the Philippines who have got a five, like mm. five people at the back, five defenders. 300 and a back. Yep. Yeah. You want somebody who's <laughs> who's got the ability to take a player out by beating them. And and India yeah. Page Riley had that. So I was surprised that they took her off. Because I didn't think Jackie Hand had a great first half. She came better in mm. the second half. But I, so I thought that they Rale- may have gone I that thought Riley
2: was the best player down, yep. down that left edge. in I just think sometimes too when the girls go to hit the ball they don't really believe in their foot you know they sort of tentatively hit it whereas just you know I think some of the best goals I've seen so far in the uh, World Cup is the girls that get really confident with hitting it
0: Beautiful. I'm a supporter, man. I'm absolutely loving this FIFA Football Women's World Cup. It's so good to watch. And I uh, haven't watched a hell of a lot of football before, but, man, I'm becoming a fan. they the VAR. Well, that's debatable. But anyway, <laughs> we'll shoot off. We've got Dame Nolene Taurua coming up. We'd better get to her. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.